Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Art of Manliness podcast is brought to you by The Strenuous Life. The Strenuous Life is an online platform that we created to help you put into action all the things we've been talking about on the podcast and writing about on the website, artofmanliness.com, for the past 11 years. We've done that by creating a series of 50 badges based around 50 different skills. We also provide accountability for your physical fitness, doing a good deed, and, you know, getting yourself out of your mind, as well as providing weekly challenges that are going to push you out of your comfort zone. We got an enrollment coming up here the first week of September. If you'd like to be one of the first to know when enrollment opens up, head over to strenuouslife.co, get your name on their email waiting list. And as soon as enrollment opens up, we'll let you send out an email. You can sign up and then you'll get started with the Strenuous Life program the first week of September. Strenuouslife.co, hope to see you there. here and welcome to another episode of the Art of Manliness podcast. Now AMC's hit series Mad Men follows the lives of men working as high-powered advertising executives in early 1960s America. While the men of Mad Men dress sharp and exude manly confidence, their characters are often marred by marital infidelity, sexism, homophobia, and racism. Through the show, viewers can get a glimpse at American masculinity before the radical social changes of the 1960s and see how men of the time deal with these coming changes. Well, our guest today stars in AMC's Mad Men. His name is Rich Summer, and he plays admin Harold Crane. And Rich lives in Los Angeles with his wife and daughter. Rich, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Rich, before we start talking about your work on Mad Men, uh, tell, us a little bit, tell us a little bit how you got involved in acting and what got you started and how long have you been doing it? Um, I mean, I found it the way I think a lot of people sort of stumble upon it, which was taking a class in junior high. Um, and I'd done, you know, uh, a couple little school plays and, and church plays and whatnot when I was a kid. But um, this uh, this was the first time that I kind of actually started looking at it as something, a way to spend my time. So, yeah, I, I, I stayed involved through high school. And when I went to college, I majored in theater. And um, I took a year off. And after uh, that, I went to grad school for acting and got my master's in acting. Uh, then went off to New York and and sort of tried to give it a go. And and it it's working in a small way so far. So we'll see how far I can run it. That's fantastic. How did you get involved with Mad Men? It was just an audition. Um, it was uh, at the end of a, a particularly terrible pilot season. Uh, in that in that I I had had a terrible pilot season. I didn't get a single callback. I was really feeling, uh, you know, I think every actor and probably anyone who has any job in the world goes up and down on 
whether they want to continue pursuing this thing that they love. And uh, I was at definitely a, a valley moment of of wondering if I could really even continue with this. And Mad Men came up, and I did the audition, and it went okay, and I had the call back, and that went well, and, and here we are. So for those who haven't uh, seen the show, um, and even those who've seen some of it, can you tell us a little bit? Tell us a little bit about your character, Harry Crane, on Mad Men. Sure. He started in the beginning of the series as a, a media buyer. Um, one of the guys who basically, if a client came to us, he was covering sort of where their media was going. He would uh, put it on a billboard or in a magazine or in the newspaper or on TV, and not, not on TV as much, on the radio. Um, and as TV has become more sort of strong as a media uh, outlet in the 60s, um, Harry has the idea of of pitching a TV department for their ad agency, Sterling Cooper. The idea is accepted, and he becomes the head of the television department. And as the series goes on, you see that the TV department becomes a bigger and bigger, obviously, I mean, historically, becomes a bigger and bigger medium. And Harry's job sort of becomes bigger and bigger with it. Hmm. And what about but, his personal life? I know the show kind of highlights some of that, too. Yeah, uh, well, Harry is... Uh, married to Jennifer, and they have a daughter named Beatrice. They, uh, uh, there's a, before they had their daughter, um, in the first season, uh, Harry, um, Harry cheated on his wife. He had a small moment of infidelity while they were getting in the, um, not a small moment, a moment of infidelity <laughs> while they were getting the returns on the uh, Nixon-Kennedy vote. They had a big party at Stone Cooper, and uh, Harry got a little drunk, made some bad decisions. Uh, as far as we know, has since that moment stayed true, although he doesn't seem like necessarily the happiest guy in the world in that marriage. Hmm. And, you know, it seems like, in the, to that end, it seems like Harry is somewhat different than some of the other characters on Mad Men, as a, you know, say like a Don Draper, where it's just constant uh, marital infidelity and constant flings. You know, Harry, he had that moment, but it seems like Harry kind of stays true to his wife. Is that... Yeah, I mean, it seems to me, I remember in the first season, people would approach me on the street and say things like, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, we have Harry Crane. We need one good guy on the show. And, of course, as they were approaching me, I had already, we had finished shooting the first season, and I knew they were going to be sorely disappointed in the next few weeks. But, yeah, I mean, he's a guy who obviously made an error, but obviously is is trying to sort of be a good guy. And, and that's that's hard. I mean, I think... It's something I've talked about in the past, but the, for Harry, there's a big difference between being a, a man and being a, a good guy and being one of the guys. And I think that he tries to toe that line as much as he can, or at least he did in the first couple seasons especially. Uh, it sort of seems to have waned in the third season. But um, he he's you know trying to keep a distinction between, you know, he draws a line how far he's willing to go socializing um, before it's, it's sort of... Uh, uh, stepping on what he pictures as a good guy, I think. Yeah, I've noticed that. It seems like he, he has no problem kind of cracking the jokes uh, with yeah. the guys, but yeah, he doesn't go as far as actually acting on some of the things that the, the men talk about and joke about. Yeah, yeah. Rich, what does manliness mean to you personally, and has starring in Mad Men influenced your perception of manliness at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, manliness, I... I in college, the first time I'd heard the term manliness, it was probably not in the best way, I, uh, or at least sort of commercially heard it. Um, there's a book called The Big Damn Book of Sheer Manliness, <laughs> which uh, one, of, one of my college roommates had. 
it was sort of, I think it was sort of tongue-in-cheek, but it sort of bothered me, that book, because it suggested that manliness meant beer and, you know, uh, movies with fighting and uh, conquering uh, every woman in sight. And uh, it sort of set this, like, tone that I didn't really get. And so um, as time has gone on, it seems like that term has been sort of reclaimed by people who don't necessarily think that that's the way that uh, being a man uh, is happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, for me, for me, I think it's just about uh, being being honest and being true to your family, um, uh, being loyal to your family, and and sort of uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not really that stuff doesn't that can be part of it certainly, but it's 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 less about uh, sort of an image you want to portray and sort of just. Uh, living a, a life of a sort of it's hard it's hard to answer that question i don't want to say like virtue or morality i'm not mm-hmm. talking about it from like a, uh, those are those are things that are sort of almost sound quasi-religious i'm not talking about that at all i'm talking about um just being a you know a good person yeah and and uh not not letting the sort of um entourage idea of what being a, a dude is mm-hmm. uh control your choices so more substance less style Certainly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some style. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. Um, uh, but, but yes, yes, yeah, uh, more substance than style. And has Mad Men kind of given you an, 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 any insights about manliness or changed it? Anymore? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is that our show is now sort of, a lot of people talk to me about how our show, um, it depends on what angle you're coming from, uh, shows like, what being a man is or was. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people who come up to me, uh, young men, say, oh, man, it looks like it was, it was so great. Like, you could smoke and drink at the workplace. You could say whatever you wanted to women. And uh, I never know how to respond <laughs> uh, because it's always like, ah, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, <laughs> a lot of what you're talking about. I've been on... Uh, there's this guy named Mankow who does a radio show, and I was on Mankow's show once. But he said all that stuff about how oh, man it was great. You know, man, I wish we could do that stuff. And mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, but you know, it was also like a, a horrifically racist time, a horrifically uh, gender biased time. And he's like, oh no, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. That's not. And you know, of course, backpedaling. I mean, that's that's the thing. People don't take into account that it may look fun to smoke and drink at work, but also I don't have any idea how anyone got anything done. <laughs> um, and so yeah. And then as far as like the stories go, yeah, it's shown me. I mean, for me, and hopefully for every viewer, that this uh, stoic man, especially speaking of Don Draper, um, this is not what we necessarily should be aspiring to. And I think that at first, and it's sort of like Tony Soprano, like you, you kind of root for him and maybe you are still, maybe, maybe we should still be rooting for him as, as you know, for entertainment value, but he's a pretty dark and fairly despicable guy. And it's, it's, uh, I, I think there are a lot more lessons in what not to do than what to do from Don Draper. So one of the, the things that Mad Men gets praised about is its style and yeah. uh, there's some killer style on Mad Men. Has your wardrobe uh, of the show on the show been influenced? Has it influenced the way you dress in daily life, or do you get to keep any of the wardrobe that you get to wear as Harry Crane? 
Um, I don't get to keep any of the wardrobe. Dang. Um, I, w- I, no, I wish I did. <laughs> um, but the nice thing is that there are, there are places that have sort of, um, I mean, it, it, to answer the first question and the second question, sort of, yes, I, it has influenced how I dress in real life. It depends on sort of the event, but I have definitely started paying more attention. Um, I got, you know, right when the show started, I bought a couple books. Um, this one, one that's kind of the Bible of, of men's fashion, I think, Dressing the Man. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's really good. And then another was uh, Gentleman of Timeless Fashion. Those are both, like, pretty good, basic, bare-bone, like, here's how to mix, you know, patterns, and here's what to wear. And, and uh, that's good, because, like, to our first party that we had, I... Um, I didn't own a suit for our first party. <laughs> and uh, so my only time going to the Friars Club here in Los Angeles before it was dismantled and is no longer the Friars Club uh, was wearing a uh, suit that I bought at Men's Warehouse that week and like hastily put together to try and like to try and uh, approximate uh, what I thought I was supposed to wear, mm-hmm. and it was a horrible disaster. <laughs> um, the pictures from that party I am embarrassed of to this day. It just didn't work. And so I had uh, our costume designer, Janie Bryant, uh, is, has always been really super generous with all of us in trying to kind of help us outside of the show get a sort of approximation of the look that we have on the show, which is really, um, it's been great. Now, you know, now I have kind of a closet full of suits and people help, are willing to help us kind of maintain the look of the show because it's, it's uh, important to... Uh, to Janie and important to the show as much as it is to us to sort of um, hold up on the outside. Yeah. So, Rich, why do you think Mad Men is so popular among young people? I mean, you get on Facebook or Twitter and, like, as soon as an episode's over, people are Facebooking it and saying, oh, this is amazing. Um, and it's all young people, like people in their 20s and 30s. And, and now we're seeing, you know, young men, you know, dressing like Don Draper, they're doing their hair like Mad Men with the part on the side, using Brill Cream, drinking scotch. I mean, what cultural nerve do you think the show struck? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's frankly kind of weird to me. Um, it's weird that the show has become sort of pop culture. I like it. I like that it has. We're all kind of excited about it. I mean, it's it's interesting. But I don't, I don't know. I, I'm nervous always that... Uh, part of the thing that is striking is that, that when people are dressing that way, that, that part of it is because of the excess on the show and the sort of, you know, the lifestyle of the smoking and the drinking and the whole the whole thing, and, and that it all fits a sort of um, uh, look that they're going for. Uh, but but beyond that, I think that you know, on the good on the good side of the coin, I hope it has just sort of reminded people that simple classic fashion is has not gone anywhere i think that you know we need that reminder every 10 years or so that you know as as whatever new big fad comes through people <laughs> eventually remember oh yeah there's also this thing that we can always go back to that will always look good that you still can be an individual in it you can still make choices in it but uh, you know with these sort of simple rules it it, it works i'm not I, I don't know i don't know it's uh it's always strange to me. I didn't, I certainly, I mean, I have to say when I, when I watched Sopranos, I certainly drank more red wine and ate more spaghetti. So, uh, I understand it. Uh, but it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is about our culture. We, we kind of choose to identify with it, uh, through 
our activities. I, I, I guess I get it. I mean, yeah. Well, it's, it's a strange cultural thing that we do. Yeah. We, I think we've talked about this a little bit, touched on a little bit, but what are some lessons about manliness, both positive and negative, that people can take away from Mad Men? Well, uh, I think it's pretty clear that infidelity is not really going to get you too far <laughs> as far as uh, maintaining a happy marriage. That that seems like a clear lesson. I think that um, there is an idea of loyalty, but there's also uh, a, a need to sort of watch out for yourself as well. You know, I'm not I'm not saying selfishness. I'm saying sort of uh, self preservation is something that you know if you if you need to do something to protect your self and your family, and it means being you know quote unquote disloyal to you know, someone that you work for or work with, uh, sometimes it has to be done. I'm not necessarily sure of what specific example I could give you from the show, but I feel like that's, ha- that's sort of a theme that happens, this sort of loyalty to, to just loyalty overall, I think, is a, is a theme in the show. And, uh, I, I, you know, honesty, be honest. <laughs> it's, that's a, that's a, it's a hard question because it is a show that I think does does kind of show you a lot of things about what being a man was at the time. I'm not entirely sure they're all positive. In fact, I'm sure that they're not all positive <laughs> lessons on that stuff. And and it's not necessarily, I shouldn't say it's showing you what being a man was at the time. I think it's showing you what being considered a man was at the time. And now we have a different notion of what being considered a man is. But just like with fashion, there are still these sort of simple base rules that uh, as long as you're following those, you should be okay, you know, courtesy and, and honesty and things like that, that. That I think that's being a man is the same now as it was then. It's just sort of uh, with a, a different uh, hair product or whatever. <laughs> there, there's, there's my bumper sticker for you. So last question, Rich. What's one piece of advice that you'd give to men? I would say, you know, be honest and educate yourself. I guess that's, and and by educate yourself, I don't necessarily mean um, schooling. I mean, I do mean schooling, but I also mean educate yourself on what came before you and what what lessons history has to teach about your legacy and and how you uh, interact with the people around you. I think that that's all. And, and so a subset of educate yourself for me is be honest because uh, my my history, my personal history uh, or the things around me, it's that's kind of my number one ticket, I think, is is trying to remain honest to myself and to the people around me. And, and I think that that, that helps me uh, lead a better life. Well, Rich, thank you for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you. Our guest today was Rich Summer. Rich stars in AMC's hit drama Mad Men as Adman Harry Crane. And you can check Rich in action on Sunday nights on AMC's Encore edition of Season 3. Check local listings for airtimes. That wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next week, stay manly.
Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.